Hopewell Farm CBD hemp products are naturally sourced from Tennessee. Their 100% pure hemp products are made from the finest non-GMO hemp. Each product is designed to provide natural healing, help you regain strength, and promote holistic health. Save 10% today with promo code JOURNEYTOTRUTH10. Click the link below in the description for a discount or go to hopewellfarmtn.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So big news, we finally finished our Cahokia Mounds documentary that we started filming before the pandemic, the quote pandemic, and it kind of threw a wrench in the gears and suddenly the mounds didn't seem so interesting whenever the whole world was going through all that. And it's been, what, four years now? Uh, we dug it back out and... We decided to finish it just this year after our conference, and we went through the old footage. We got some new interviews, and it's finally finished. It's going to be out on our Patreon Sunday, July 30th for a pre-release, and then it's going to be released to the public a few weeks after that. That date is to be determined, but stay tuned. There's going to be a trailer available shortly. Um, so if you haven't signed up for our Patreon, it's only $5 to do so. It's not a monthly commitment. A lot of people think they have to, you know, commit monthly. It's not. Um, you can I mean, look it at can it. be if you if you want, you know, thank you. But right. um, exactly. you're not obligated to keep it going if you don't want. Exactly. But it, and if you can't, some people can't. So we right. fully understand. And if you can't afford that, it will be free to the public um, in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. We're really excited. We're telling an entire different history of the mounds and the Midwest, actually. Um, and it's really, I think we might even get into some of that today with Neil about the the ancient uh, history, that truth coming forward now. So uh, it seems to be collectively a lot of people are discovering, you know, all these sites around the world actually aren't what we've been told. So we're excited to tell that story and do our part. And um, just a reminder, also, we will be in Aztec, New Mexico from August 25th to the 28th for the Sunfire Festival. We'll be there with our Experiencers Lounge. We're going to be there all weekend, uh, hanging out, interviewing people who want to be on our channel, who want to share their story. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are still available at sunfirefest.com. Uh, if you feel compelled to go, we'd love to see you there. Come hang out. Uh, you can grab those tickets below. Tonight, we are joined once again by Neil Gar from Portal to Ascension. Actually, Neil, I think we've had you on once before, but you weren't alone. This is the first solo uh, episode it, we've done with you, right? Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I mean, the last time we connected was my live event, my online event during, you know, what happened. Um, like four months into lockdown, we did the online event. You guys are emceeing. Yeah. So, yeah. Been and like then we well we had you on with Justin Deschamps before oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that one. For an actual episode. Yeah, yeah. Right. But this is Back when you guys were doing your a werewolf yep. uh podcast or radio or whatever. Right. Um, so well, we're glad to have you back, man. And I know you've been extremely busy. You're constantly, you know, doing work with Portal to Ascension, you're putting on events. Uh you just you have a big move uh coming up, or you you just moved. Just moved, yep. Just moved. So um, 
you know, a lot of big things happening in your world. Uh, I guess, mm -hmm. what's that looking like for you? What's Portal do Ascension? I mean, everything, if you want to explain, because some of our audience might not know who you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, a lot of, I mean, big things happening in my world for sure, but big things happening in the world in general right now. And um, so Portal to Ascension, I'll let everybody know a quick summary on it. Um, I like to always start with like how I woke up into this whole thing because it's really part of the journey of why I created Portal to Ascension, you know, and a quick synopsis on that. You know, I was born and raised Hindu. I was actually born in London, where I'm at right now, moved when I was 12 years old to California. And even though I was raised Hindu, I never really truly had any firm like beliefs in anything. I just did what I was told. But I always had this kind of like curiosity about, you know, um, what else is out there. I would my lingo and the jargon, the words that I would say, even up to high school. And when I started college at age 18, you know, looking back at my poetry back then, because I write spoken word and hip hop, there was all these like terminology of black holes, extraterrestrials, things like that. And when I turned 18 and went to college, I began um, meeting people from all over the world and started writing a lot of poetry. And when I was, you know, uh, a few different things happened, but when I started researching what I was writing to get more language, more lingo for my short stories, for my poetry, I started looking up the words that I was coming up with, right? And as I was doing that, I started uh, finding videos from Jordan Maxwell, Jim Self, William Henry, Nassim Haramein. This was 2001 when I was 18. That started me down the rabbit hole. I began going deep down into the Sumerian scriptures. What I really wanted to do was I wanted to find the root of all religion. Because being raised Hindu, I was lucky enough to not be told that it was the only way. You know, many religions in the world don't need to go down and bashing them right now, but they always say that this is the only way. And whenever that somebody yep. says something like that, that's the biggest red flag for me. You know, you believe what yep. you want to believe, but when you say it's your own way. So because that wasn't the case, I grew up with Christmas and Moses with Jesus, and I got a chance to look at different stories and think critically, critically think and be like, wait, wait a second. Why is Krishna's name sound so familiar to Christ, Jesus Christ? You know, how come they're both got similar stories? And uh, why is there stories of floods in other ancient civilizations, even though we're talking about Noah's flood? Is there a root to all of this? So as the exploration of the root of all religion happened, I went and found the Sumerian scriptures and the Epic of Gilgamesh, which was the story of um, this like hybrid giant traveling around the planet after a great flood. And during his travels, he ran into Noah. It wasn't the story of Noah. Noah was a part of his story that he ran into, right? So I was like, wait a second, like what's going on here? And then these scriptures talked about not God, right? Almost the whole Old Testament came from these scriptures. But instead of saying God, it had the word Elohim that translated to goddesses, right? And it didn't really even mean goddesses. It meant star beings, feminine style star beings from other planets. So I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Does this mean that all religion is complete BS because it's all based on um, sci-fi, ancient sci-fi stories of beings from the stars? Or could there be some truth to the fact that all these um, angels and extraterrestrials that we've been interacting with or gods that we've been interacting with are extraterrestrials? That started me down the rabbit hole for eight years until finally, after eight years of research, 2001, 2008, I created Portal to Ascension and started exploring these topics and creating small events. So just to let everybody know, know now what Portal to Ascension became, in 2006, it was an online group. 2008 became Portal to Ascension. And I started with sound healing events, uh, random conferences, extraterrestrial channeling events, 
and it continued to grow since then. And in 2016, we moved from live in-person events to online events. And now we're at around 110 events a year, conferences, tours, retreats. We're taking two groups of people to Egypt in September. We do live events in person, one in Glastonbury is coming up. And then we have a huge archive of 10,000 hours of presentations. And what we are is basically a one-stop shop for consciousness. As we're all waking up, it's many different facets. Um, it's a multidimensional platform because we all have different ways that we wake up. So we look into all types of information, research, and spiritual knowledge that allows for people to have their own specific route to a greater truth of what's going on on the planet and who we are. The end. That was beautiful. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty impressive. I don't I don't know how you actually pull it all off, to be quite honest. That's a lot of work. Um, you're you're dedicated. That's very apparent. So we appreciate all the work. Um, Thanks, but I guess through all your research and all of your events and everything you've done, you know, you're not just hosting this stuff, but you're learning along the way as well, just along with oh, everyone yes, else. And I guess, where does that take you now? Like, what is what is your opinion on what we see happening now with all of, the, all of this stuff finally surfacing in the media with the UFOs and the crash retrievals and the aliens exist now? They're not laughing at us anymore. Why do you think there's this big push? Yeah, so why there's a push? Okay, what? let's start with um, the fact that I get an opportunity to learn. So what's, what I realized was as I was creating these events in that whenever I had something that I wanted to explore or something that I didn't know, I just put an event on and I just got the experts in that field and I got to attend those events. So I got an opportunity to learn so much. When I got into the, when I first got into all this, I deeply went into the spiritual awareness of extraterrestrials, not until like 2012, 2013, maybe even 2014, did I get into the government disclosure the UFO stuff? Cause it was all about like channeling these interdimensional beings, the Arcturians, the Syrians, all that kind of stuff. And then when I started seeing the nuts and bolts, I realized that there was some truths, hidden truths that were being not disclosed to us. And it was coming out and leaking through whistleblowers throughout the community. So now fast forward to this moment, as a lot of your viewers may know, and as you guys probably know, about six, seven weeks ago, we have a bombshell revelation from a mainstream, a highly decorated intelligence officer, one of the most highly decorated intelligence officers, David Grush. And he comes out. And he says that there is a UFO crash retrieval team and it's been going on for decades and that they actually have uh, had the bodies of different extraterrestrials for quite some time. And there's been whistleblowers like Clifford Stone, people I've worked with and other ones that have said that this has been the case. So to get to your question now, of what is why is this going on now? There's multiple reasons here. Let's first, if we talk about just the mainstream, the fact that all these um, lies have been covered up for so long that was inevitable that they're going to eventually spill over one. And then also ever since 2001, there's been it, ufology and UFO research became a full-time career path for people. So many people became fully dedicated to the disclosure of this awareness that things were leaking out in all types of ways that they needed to get behind this and drip it in a way that they didn't look like they were held accountable. Yes. So, so to yeah. talk about like that for a second, um, I would say, Okay, so let's talk about when Tom DeLonge came out on his Twitter in 2016, right? That's so such an timeline, interesting timeline, yeah. Right, exactly. So, like, I just did a presentation on my YouTube from UFOs to UAPs. So, 2016, 2017, we have a few things that happened um, that were huge, right? We have um, 
Hillary Clinton on Jimmy Kimmel show rebranding UFOs to UAPs. Do you guys did you guys watch that one at all? Yeah, 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 I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for the audience, what happened was um, Hillary. You know, first of all, I, and I say this every time I talk about this, no presidential candidate or president goes onto these completely hijacked talk shows without knowing every freaking question they're going to be asked. Right, right. <laughs> you know? It's a script, right? Yeah, it's, and Hillary is such a bad actor in more than two, one way. You know, she like literally yeah. cannot act, and she's a bad actor. <laughs> and she's a bad actor. Yeah. So it's like you could tell that she was like scripted. And he goes, what are you going to do about the UFO files? Are you going to release it? Ask your husband. And she goes, no, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. We don't call them UFOs anymore. We call them UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, beginning of the rebranding. Within the few months before that, a few months after that, we have the WikiLeaks emails. And to me, the jury's still out whether they were in bed with the whole WikiLeaks emails thing because they wanted to drip it out or if that was just something that happened independently. And then we also have Tom DeLong on his Twitter with NSA members, NASA members, Chris Mellon, Luella Zondo, all that just happened to quit their job two days to one week ago because they can't be in any private company if they were still working for the government, right? And right there, you can tell big red flag. Like if they left the job a few years ago and now they're whistleblowing, it's different than, hey, this is who I am. Oh yeah, and I quit last week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like right. they literally were just on the payroll and um, started saying that, hey, this these, these craft out there, right? And we don't know what they are. And um, we want to find out what they are so that we can look at the technology and reverse engineer them, basically, and use them for ourselves. So this was the beginning of them pretending that they hadn't been reverse engineering for decades. Right. They wanted to make everybody think that, hey, there's something out there. And what happened a few months later was, oh, um, an aerospace company in Vegas found a piece of metal fragment from, it was Robert Bigelow's aerospace uh, bunker has a fragment from one of these craft, we're going to look into it and reverse engineer it. So what they were actually seems to have been doing in that moment was being like, what are these things? We have no idea. Oh my God, we found a piece of metal. And then sooner or later, maybe release a technology and let everybody know they just created it rather than we actually found these things in the 30s and the 40s. We've, we've been, been withholding. Yeah, we've been withholding this technology right. for decades and, we have a and decades. And lying to everyone about it, and you right. know, the crimes like you guys against humanity. The guy that said um, that the that he hacked NASA and found a list of off-world command commanders. Yeah, Gary yeah. McKinnon. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, Gary yeah. McKinnon. So when when Greer just did his DC um, thing recently, a Raytheon contractor went up, even more credible. So the thing is, credible people are now validating these things that people yeah. like brushed up. You're talking so about Eric said, Hacker. The, you're talking about is that the Raytheon contractor? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. we've actually interviewed him on our show before. Oh, no yeah, way. we had him on the show right. a couple of years ago. Or right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so what seems to have been happening is they didn't want everybody to know that they've been lying to us. And now the reason why this is really interesting right now is when David Grush came out the first the first show on News Nation literally says, "Are you telling us that the U.S. government has been lying to us?" And so it's like it's kind of backfiring and going against what they maybe have wanted, which is to think that, you know, they're on our side rather than hiding information and technology and are maybe hundreds of years advanced than what we have in the mainstream. Right. You can't tiptoe around a lie in the age of transparency. You can't yeah. do it. So no. they can try to throw together whatever they want to throw at us. It's not going to work. People are going to see through the bullshit. And 
I want to bring up something about the UFO crash retrieval programs. Yeah. Um, Because we have this John Lear report that I reference all the time. It's from 1987. And this was, uh, there's more disclosure in this report than we're getting from today. But he talks Mm -hmm. about two projects that were retrieving these crashed UFOs. And I'm just going to read about them because it's really interesting. um, Because they even talk about the cover up that they're, it's part of the plan. So, which we know, but Project Pluto was established in 1947 after the Roswell incident. The mission of Project Pluto was to recover all crashed or downed alien craft to recover evidence of alien presence or technology and to recover all alien bodies alive or dead. Project Pluto developed cover stories to satisfy press and civilian curiosity. Project Pluto authorized use of deadly force and or relocation to ensure security. So... That's Project Pluto. Then you have Operation Moondust, which is the mission of Operation Moondust was to provide a cover which would neutralize public curiosity while recovery of alien craft was being conducted. And its mission to the public was to identify and recover United States space hardware, which might fall to Earth. Mm -hmm. So their cover story was they were recovering space hardware that was crashing to Earth under the guise of, you know, that. Uh, but I'm only reading this because this is uh, Operation Moondust was from the 70s and uh, Project Pluto was from the 40s. I mean, they've been doing this stuff forever. Dude, I mean, did you see the, the yeah. David Grush interview where he said that Mussolini got a, a crashed UFO in 1933 and then yep. in World War II, the U.S. government went and they retrieved that UFO? At the invitation of Mussolini, they actually, yeah, there's a whole, I actually covered that in the early presentation I did in the, about the secret space program in like 2018 right. or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that, like, I mean, this is huge for you and for so many people that this guy is going on a mainstream TV and validating everything to the masses. And now all this information is going to be in front of Congress on tomorrow, on Wednesday. This is going to go out after, so probably it would have already happened at this point. And, um, you know, the other hearings that we've had, they were pretty much BS because they were just talking about so many people were like, is this a foreign adversary, right? There was too many people within Congress, senators that were saying like, um, we need to see what this is because it could be a foreign adversary rather than taking the extra step of what it could actually be. And now we're actually having information to suggest that a lot of those craft that we are seeing are reverse engineered technology, which is one thing, right? A lot of people say it's not extraterrestrial, it's reverse engineered technology. But do you know what you're saying when you say that? You're literally saying it's reverse engineered. Reverse engineered from who? From what? Yeah, from what? (laughs) If it's not humans, it has to be aliens, right? Some people say like 75 to 90% of what we see is reverse engineered, so it's not aliens, so chill. Like, I'm like, okay, we're exactly. (laughs) Where are are they getting the technology, guys? Think about it, right. And that gets into the question of like some, a lot of mainstream platforms are saying, why are they crashing if they travel so far, right? Well, there's a few Mm -hmm. things there. There's three different types. There's crashes, there's abandoned craft, and there's fully intact craft that are found. And the crashes aren't as common as the other ones. And um, the US government reverse engineered the technology to down UFOs, extraterrestrial craft, some time ago, and even the way station in South, um, the South Pole in Antarctica seems to have this technology as well. So they're using some something that messes with the propulsion system and brings them down. It's an electrical grid. It's a yeah. frequency. It's like fly, It's like them trying to fly through a lightning storm. The way it's mm-hmm. been described. I've read. I've read into this, and 
uh, it seems insignificant. It's something again, these technologies are actually invisible to the naked eye, but it's some sort it- of it's some sort of they're able to cordon off an area, and if a craft flies through that zone, it'll scramble the signal, for lack of a better term, and the craft will go down, depending on the technology. Isn't isn't right. that what supposedly brought the Roswell, uh, the Roswell discs down? Was uh, that? I th- I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard it was crashed intentionally to give right. us technology. I mean, there's so many stories. Yeah, and then there's the right. whole nuclear element of it all, right? That these crashes, the San Antonio, New Mexico, 1945, and then the Roswell 147 happened just right after nuclear testings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 because well, so it's no coincidence that right after we started setting off nukes is when all kinds of UFO activity started right. started popping up and particularly around nuclear facilities or or nuclear test sites. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, if you do a simple search of like nuclear facilities and UFOs, that's the number one. Reddish mm-hmm. Forest was uh, nuclear, right? Most of them yep. are around. and that's why so now I love to have this conversation with people too, like the discernment of it all. A lot of people just see that we have like politicians saying they could be a threat and they automatically think that there's some sort of uh, elitist cabal agenda, right? But what we got to realize is there are those that are trying to push the fact that it's a threat to create whatever their agenda is. Not going to speculate that on, on that right now. But then there are also um, national security officials and military officials that are actually witnessing these things. And just because of their background and what their roles are, they're assuming there could be a threat. Plus, they're witnessing these craft at their nuclear bases. So mm-hmm. they're automatically moving towards, is it a threat? And that's why it's so important for these nuts and bolts politicians and people to get to the spiritual information, you know? Because right. then it gets to Dolores Cannon, you know, Dolores Cannon, right? So oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. she spoke about how after the first nuclear test, there was a call out to the universe for the volunteers to come in, right? This is the whole story of the indigos and everything. And there's a law of non-interference. Like you can't come down to a planet while they're in their natural evolution, especially during quarantine time. So, but you can incarnate there and make a change. So as soon as we started messing with nuclear energy, she said, and so many other people have said, when you split the atom, you're diffusing because space isn't out there. Space mm-hmm. is within the wormhole and the singularity. It's within mm-hmm. us. It's reflected outside. It's so paradoxical the way it works. We can't even fully fathom it. And everything's that, connected. Everything is right. so on the quantum level yeah. so you right. break that atom you split the quantum level the energy seeps through into other realities and we could destroy entire i don't know right. planets beings whatever so due right. to the, that fact it seems that there was a call out to the universe for be- beings to come over here and that's when you know the ufo sightings increased and we started being visited more and more and i feel yeah. it's just to make sure that we don't destroy ourselves and destroy others yeah yeah um, and that all comes from not having a, a clear understanding of how the universe works and dimensions, the reality of dimensions and parallel universes and other timelines, and that anything that we do in this reality affects all the surrounding realities and they're connected yes. through the cosmic web or whatever you want to call it. But it's detrimental to more than just Earth is what all I'm trying to say. Straight up. And what another thing that's interesting going back to um them rebranding stuff uh robert earl white who we interviewed he has a hold of a document that was supposed to have been released when we got the official nothing burger like a couple years ago or whatever it was um they were supposed to use the term and they were supposed to introduce the uh, acronym nhi non 
human intelligence yeah. in that report. And it was taken out last minute. Uh, uh, but that would have changed everything had they had left that in there. But I guess they decided that, no, we're just going to keep the lie going, you know. We're going to keep saying we don't or they basically said they tried to say like 95 percent or more than that is explainable. And the rest, we don't know what they are. But then they they made a point to say, but but there's no evidence that they're of extraterrestrial origin, basically. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. evidence that they're like. <laughs> right. And there's no that's evidence that they're not. Blatant lie. Blatant right. lie. Well, that's the way the Ben words, because there's no evidence that they're not, not extraterrestrial. Right, right. right. So. <laughs> but actually, there is a lot of evidence that they're Yeah, exactly. And there's exactly. a lot of people that know that, like Stephen Greer always talks to. You know, right. say one about Stephen Greer. The man, I, I think, you know, he's pretty on point with most things. And he says, yeah. like, there, there's plenty of people in government that know exactly that they're extraterrestrials and who they are. Right. And they're lying. They're flat out lying. But then there's a lot. It's all compartmentalized, as we know. So exactly, most yeah. people in the government have not been briefed on any of this stuff because that's not how the system works, you know. Right, right. Um, and they really don't know. But. The problem is, is many of them have been briefed and they're flat out lying and they're lying to the people below them. Right. For, you know, to keep the power structures going and, keep well, the and going. to keep them shooting themselves in the foot. You know, they're from not going to blackmail themselves. Yeah. Incriminating themselves because they're right. Exactly. They're not going to they're not going to tell on themselves. Right. Right. And that's one, one of the legislations that was passed a couple of weeks ago was the the fact that no. Congress said that no longer can any taxpayer money go to any black budget programs, right? And mm -hmm. with, with that, they gave amnesty to whistleblowers within these black budget programs to come forward. So supposedly what's been happening, you know, Marco Rubio mentioned this and a few others, that a lot of other whistleblowers are coming forward. Only three whistleblowers have been, um, are going to come out in this hearing. Maybe there's going to be more, but they've only said three of them. Ryan Graves, uh, David Gresh, and I forget the other one. Um, that was part of the original Nimitz incident, I believe. So right. there's been all these other people that have been coming out and telling them um, what's going on. And it seems that there is such a distrust in, in the government that a lot of people are moving towards saying like that there must be some agenda with why they're releasing this because so many Congress people like are, are seem to have been saying to like, you know, to these programs that you need to start releasing everything. But a lot of people believe the Congress members are in bed with these compartmentalized programs. But what Absolutely. seems to be happening is, you know, like why, you know, people are like, this is bipartisan, right? And um, when they say this is bipartisan, they get all excited about it. But I say, you know what else is bipartisan? Freaking uh, Wall Street, um, insider trading, <laughs> all right. the pharmaceutical companies, you know, right. all the freaking bad stuff is also bipartisan. So it's also bipartisan. Right. right. So this is bipartisan, I feel, because maybe there's a little ego check here too. They're like, how dare we not be read in to something that's going on? Are you telling us we can rule the government and we say what's going on and things that we don't even know are happening? So when they said the like no more money to the black budget programs, you would think that that's already should be a thing, right? Of course, there should be no money towards black budget programs. But because they didn't know that they were happening, there was no legislation not to do it. Mm -hmm. So now that they've done this, all of a sudden, this these um, companies that seem to have been, there's one big aerospace company and they didn't mention the name on News Nation. I don't know if you've heard this one, but he's they're attempting to get rid of their crashed UFO technology that they've had for decades because of their fear of being held criminally accountable 
for the fact that they've been hiding this uh, technology from the public for so long. I know I should be held accountable. I know somebody who knows which company that is, by the way. Yeah. Can you uh, release that information or no? I don't remember to be perfectly honest, <laughs> but I've, I already had this conversation. Uh, she worked in the aerospace industry and she actually knows the exact, uh, well, she's connecting the dots based on what she sees behind the scenes. Um, but she's pretty positive. She knows exactly which company it is. It's like, it's right. so apparent um, that she's because she's in that world, but I can share it with you once I find out. I don't yeah, think they, they said that they're trying to sell the technology off. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it's funny because why them? Like there's so many, you know, aerospace companies that are holding technology, but maybe yeah. in this case, this one particular company just happened to have one craft and they don't understand the depth of everything. And they're just like, we got to get rid of this thing now, right. uh, you know, because it's They're going to go after the low hanging fruit. And they need a fall guy. So it would make sense that somebody would, you know, uh, get rid of their hand. Right. Well, you know, the like Dave Grush said that he can't say a lot of information that um, because he actually handed those documents and the evidence over to Congress. Right. So because um, he was supposedly getting documents, schematics, all types of information from these whistleblowers. And then he handed them over to Congress. And I've got a feeling he's going to have to tell Congress who these whistleblowers are, or they're coming out to Congress. And then Greer, at his press conference he did a few weeks ago, he said that they just handed over, I think it was a list of 150 bases, where they're uh, doing these experimentations uh, on beings and where they're reverse engineering craft, and even the directions to the entrances of these bases. Mm -hmm. So the amount of information, the evidence that Congress has right now, you know, if that's the case, if those two things actually did happen, and, you know, Congress then approved and said that we did get all this information, right? I would be very surprised if they didn't really go deep tomorrow or when the congressional hearing is, because the fact is that they supposedly have had a lot more information than we've been even seeing on mainstream news, on News Nation or wherever else. Oh, yeah. They're only feeding us a little bit. Just, you know, they're spoon feeding us exactly what they want us to hear. But uh, I agree. That's really interesting that they're releasing this stuff about the dumbs, the bases, and all, I mean, down to genetic experimentation, things of that nature. Uh, but what's also funny is, you know, any one of these whistleblowers or people like them have been blowing the whistle on this stuff, like you said, for decades on shows like ours and yours. And yeah. it, and then we have the entire secret space program, which is an entirely different ballpark as, as far as, you know, this modern disclosure goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really still only scratching the surface of something that most of us learned about decades ago. And then that's yeah. the whole issue is I started realizing they're just re they're doing this all over again because they're trying to erase the history that we already have about the ufology, UFO history. Yeah. They don't want people to remember all these significant uh, cases that happened throughout the years. That's right. why we created a timeline. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what kind of happened with um, the Google al- algorithm in 2016. You know, like before 2016, you do a, a search of UFO disclosure and you would find like Greer's site. I'd be on like page 10, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like you'd find that stuff. And now you type in UFOs, UFO disclosure. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of CNN, MSNBC, all the stuff. They completely hijacked it. And, um, you know, 2016, they did some things around the election times too, where Google basically fabricated search results 
right? Mm -hmm. Around yep. Hillary Clinton was one of them, yep. and other things. Trump, and they, yeah. It seems they also did the same thing with UFOs. So that was a whole hijacking of the movement. And they went from all these people that have been building up the momentum to it to completely taking it on and putting their own figureheads into place as the people releasing it, right? right. Louis Elizondo, Chris Mellon, they became like the stars of this whole thing. But these guys were like focused oh, until forever yeah. on not wanting to tell us the truth, right? Only when it was convenient for them did they even say anything. And even within that, there's so many lies. Like, for yeah. example, ATIP. That wasn't the real name of ATIP, right? It was A-A-S-W-A-P, -A -A OSWAP, or something like that, right? So ATIP was actually the nickname for the program. And when he came out and said ATIP, the Pentagon said, we have no evidence that a program, and Lou Elizondo was the head of it, called ATIP. That's right. what they do with the words. Because it wasn't called ATIP, that was the nickname. Because it wasn't right? called ATIP. Right. Yeah. So it's right. just like, I just don't trust who they're putting out there as figureheads um well but they to get back to your point they had completely hijacked the movement and the timeline of it all it's interesting how yeah. they use the things as simple as terminology to debunk debunk an entire program yeah. and we see the same thing happening with the the secret space program too uh it's really interesting it's like it's such an easy thing to do um just by changing up one or two words you know, you know they, you, right. you're talking about the same program but because you call it the wrong name, all of a sudden uh, you're crazy because that doesn't exist. Right. And then people are so focused on their day-to-day -day lives and just the whatever they're into. They just hear this, those talking points and then they're like, oh, no, that was proven wrong. That's debunked. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. They've done the five-second Google search research. Yeah. And think they are informed. <laughs> yeah. You've probably seen uh, Michael Sala's information on the U.S. Navy patents on yeah. this technology. Mm -hmm. Right, it's it's hidden in plain sight. It's such a simple search to find out, but yeah. but to be honest, like from what's coming up with Albert Grush and you know even the whole thing that they did the expose on Roswell that they did on News Nation and then how News Nation went to Roswell for the festival and they like did a whole broadcast of it in the most friendly way where there was people dressed up like you know crazy UFO hippies, right? Like our right. people, our friends. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and they were like they actually did a um a news show where they made it seem like these people were so legit and they said, Hey, this is the festival, you know, people dress up for it like that. Right. And started asking them these questions. So, so much information is coming out. The rabbit hole goes so deep. It seems like we have such a huge connection to extraterrestrials and different governments have been in communication with them. All types of technologies have been created. There's a whole world beyond what we're seeing that exists parallel to ours. Right. And the rabbit hole goes mm -hmm. so incredibly deep, man. Like when yeah. people start realizing what's going on and it seems like it's on its way right now, I feel it's going to be really impossible for some people to fathom that they could have been that blind to it. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because if people are on the fence, you mentioned the technology and the patents, like that type yeah. of stuff is actually researchable. And yeah. you can you can go online and, and then people look into that and like, well, wait a second, like they're actually a legitimate patents that were approved. Right. And where are they being used? Like you can't ignore that type of evidence. You just simply can't. So like the like you said, the Navy's and it's not just approved that the Navy one, the mass reduction device was operable, meaning it was in use. And and all that was, it reduces the mass of an object as it reaches the speed of light. So it can travel faster than the speed of light. So, because obviously you 
they told us we never could reach the speed of light because the mass would gain, you would gain mass as you approach that speed. Anyway, they developed a technology to fix that problem and it's on, it's on the Google patents. Right. And then there's like transparent aluminum. If you guys have, there's patents for that, that that was discovered decades ago. It's an, mm-hmm. it's an aluminum. They, they were able to replace six inch thick glass with a one inch thick transparent aluminum and what is that being used for? Probably the haul of some of these craft, you know? Yeah, man. You know, in 2017, 2018, after the whole like, Hillary, Tom DeLonge, and all the stuff, Nimitz incident, they the Sun newspaper came out with one thing as well. And that was right after also the Bigelow airspace has some crash material. I don't know if you remember that article, but it said that right after Tom DeLonge came out, it said, actually, they retrieved something. It's in Las Vegas in Bigelow airspace. And then the Sun newspaper, the only the Sun covered this, and they said um, cr- um, crashed um, fragmentate fragments of UFOs been, been discovered by Bigelow, including a technology to slow down time. Mm. It was just like right there in this article, right? Right. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh my god, this is huge. This like redefines everything that we know about physics. What is this technology? Now, do we know how they get here? How can we use it? And it was on a mainstream newspaper. So the information is out there. People just don't have the time to really explore it. And when they do, maybe there's some sort of um, like docileness going on that when they look at it, they can't even fathom the depth of what these actually mean for our reality and who we are. Right. The technology to right. slow down time. and The implications of that are everything. Like, what does that yeah. mean? And then there was an article I remember a couple of years ago where they said, oh, this like nonchalantly parallel universe discovered in Antarctica where time works backwards. And what does that mean? Like, and like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we just discovered that time works backwards. People don't have have the time to explore this stuff. Well, they really don't. Yeah. We fit with what we think on generally humanity feels as important is the complete opposite of what's really important. Right. And yeah. that goes into the spiritual understanding now of the yuga cycles, the ages, right? So mm-hmm. we've been in the Kali Yuga, and the a- the Kali Yuga has themes to it, three themes. Hierarchy, right? I mean, you can tell hierarchy, yeah. one dimension is higher than the other one. Authority, police it, policing people, and delusion. What yeah. is delusion? What's right is wrong, what's wrong is right. Wh- what's right in this world? Making money, hustling, investing in Wall Street, you know what I mean? All the things that we've invested in is a delusion, but these systems are crumbling. And that's the why the UFO, somebody told me once um, years ago that if there's any single type of industry or information that would be the most infiltrated, it would be the UFO one. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because it goes into every part of reality, you know, religion, right? Don't not even talk about that one. Um, what they know about our place in the universe, right? Our amnesia compared to their awareness of, you know, a greater picture. Um, monetary system, petrol. They're not using gas to get to the planet, right? Yeah. Um, energy, electricity, infinite right. abundance, all these things. So w- what could happen from this? And maybe on one time I was like, hey, they think that we can't handle the truth. But now I'm like, man, maybe they, we need to drip it in some sort of way because the entire institutions of the world are going to have to be restructured once the information truly comes up. Every, literally everything, yeah, is going to change. It's going to have to change. Yeah, yeah. that and AI, you know, dude. And you like, got, yeah, and you got AI. AI is not even fully unleashed yet, man. Like the right. stuff that it could do, 
They don't want to unleash it because it will destroy everything. Well, not destroy everything in that way. I mean, they'll just completely get rid of all the jobs even needed. No one yeah. needs to ever make a website again. Right. There's, you know, right. It's already happening. It's kind of scary, but um, th- like you said, this technology being released, and even you forgot to mention healing technologies, which is probably the yes. one of the biggest things. But exactly. But oh, yeah. the reality of the situation is we don't actually have the infrastructure to support all of that if it was just dropped in our lap o- overnight. Uh, yeah. We really don't. It has to be integrated slowly. So um, I I think I, I think the whole um, narrative that we can't handle the truth and, you know, we have to drip it to them. I That's bullshit. I think at this point, like, I think they know that we can handle it and not only can we handle it, but they lose all their power because we yeah. fully tap into our true potential then. And we understand like we're so much more than what we've been told. That's their fear. That's the real fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Hundred percent agree, man. Yeah, right. but like, the awakening is happening, whether they like it or not, and inevitably, yeah. we're going to get to that point, no matter what. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. What's that going to look like? How's it going to play out? Those are the only questions. But is it going to happen? It's not a question to me. It is happening now, and it and it inevitably, this planet inevitably is moving into a golden age, into a beautiful mm-hmm. future. Right. And the ascension is happening. The awakening is happening. All of it. Just a matter right. of like. Are you going to go kicking and screaming to it? <laughs> are you exactly, going to be, or, you know, many people are exiting the planet now, you know, and that's probably on a soul level. I'm sure many, uh, that decision is being made from right. many people. Um, they're like, you know what? I'm going to go help from the other side now rather than physically incarnated, or they're going to go somewhere else. Um, and then of course you got the new star seeds coming in all the time, more and more. Well, those beings are going to grow up with you know i believe the three of us are star seeds but you know there's beings we're just paving the way for them right right we're paving the way and the mind control is not working with them nowhere near like it like it has you know Mm -mm. before and naturally that's going to just bring in you know the new systems there because they're going to be receptive to it and they're going to be a big part of i think like implementing the all the new amazing things and 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 the higher level of consciousness you know yeah it's 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 happening so the dark you know they're done it's just a matter of like how is this going to play out they're they're going out kicking and screaming they're going to do as much damage on their way out as they possibly can because that's that's just who they are you know that's and and, unless the ones you know there's many of them that are flipping to the light you know that's basically their two options like you either flip to the light or uh you're recycled you're going to get recycled or you're going to go somewhere else. You know? <laughs> you go into the right. black hole. <laughs> I think- and I do, right. And I do think there are higher forces, like kind of mi- watching and here, making sure everything's going to, you know, not going to go off the rails. And there, any yeah, right. darkness and any evil, I think we see right now is being allowed. It's being allowed. 100%. Otherwise yes. it wouldn't be there, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, the, I am a firm believer, right. That, in order to be awoke, awoke in the light, in the world of amnesia, okay? In the world of amnesia, if you, because you talk to different ETs, channelers, and people that connect and experiencers, they say that Earth is the only planet with full amnesia, right? Yeah. And so two things to that. How beautiful is it that we had our consciousness swipe clean, wiped clean, but the source, the power of source within us is so powerful that we still remembered, Right. And in a planet of amnesia, the only way to achieve the 
what how much light you want to incorporate is experiencing the polar opposite within the darkness, the contrast, right? And you can go back into time into our ancient history and talk about the darkest times, you know, not even to mention the last three years, what happened and how many people woke up from it. When you experience those atrocities, it gives you the opportunity to be in the light. So the darkness being allowed to happen, I feel the darkness is working for the light. Right. The it darkness is. are yeah. beings that have been put here because this is, a really advanced computer program, virtual reality, organic holographic consciousness right. going on. And within that, we have software that needs to play out to be the antagonist so that we can get to the next level. Exactly. Right? That's what we created for ourselves. It's almost like we were bored in the universe. <laughs> we're like, right. we need to create a better game, you know? Like, right. and now more of a challenge. This is boring, right? Well, that's. Right. Um, my friend Katie, she's a channeler. She she was at our conference. The people who were there, um, they might have gotten to witness her channel at, at night. She did it. She wasn't on the bill, but um, she has a book out called uh, Katie in the Chorus. And it's like a basically a synopsis of the Great Awakening. But she goes into like all these major cataclysms that Earth had throughout time. But even before that, they talk about how before all of this even before like the dark came and took over this planet like it was chosen on some collective level that we chose to create limitation for ourselves yeah. to experience so we created mm -hmm. that we created this mess in the first place then it got hacked and infiltrated it, it's like it's really interesting but on some level we all chose to not just be on earth but even be mm -hmm. even before that we chose to experience limitation as a collective consciousness mm -hmm. and break free from that limitation. Uh, so it's really interesting, like when you zoom all the way out. Yeah. And I would say another way of saying that is perceived separateness, because yeah. nothing is separate. Everything is one. Right. We're all, everything yes. is connected. We're all That's the same. It's so beautiful. It's, it's yeah. like beautiful to look at it from both ways. Like it's a paradox when some people see the great bigger picture and they don't see the nitty gritty of the atrocities and the people need to help be held accountable for it. Others only see that the, mm -hmm. the balance is, can you see the bigger picture and still hold those accountable to be doing terrible things to humanity accountable for the energy, but from a higher perspective, not from a reactory state. Right. So, right. you know, this, I love to speak about this element, you know, in the Gnostic Christian texts, right. Gnosticism before 325 AD, before Christianity became like a book, Lucifer, the story of Lucifer was that he was a volunteer. That basically God said, I need a volunteer to go down to earth and give people the experience of darkness. And his most trusted angel raised his hand and said, I'm willing to go down there and forget everything and be that darkness for you. And then, but God said, when I come down to the planet, when the, basically it's the symbolization of the new age, the Aquarian age, whatever you want to call it, you need to willingly give me the keys back, right? And I feel that's what we're in the process of now. Like, it's, they know it's inevitable. If, if we, as researchers, are aware that we're shifting into this new octave of existence, do you think that these beings that live for thousands of years, have specific agendas, know about the cosmos and the way things work, aren't aware as well that the Earth is shifting into an octave where we're going to wake up? Right. Right? I feel that, right. even though there's even, like, there's even books in the Library of Congress that I've seen on the shelf and pictures that speak about this stuff. They have it in their own libraries there, right? right. So it's a really beautiful, beautiful um, dance that we're playing. Like we're not only are we, like I like to say, not only are we actors on the stage, like we're acting in the stage, 
but we forgot that we're also the directors of this play. Right. And what's happening now, what happens when you're an actor, but you forget you're acting, you become a victim to the directions around you. But when you realize you're the director and the creator of it as well, you get to rewrite the program and the script as you're going along. And I feel that's what we're getting to now. We get to be actors and rewrite it as we're moving forward. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Amen. I I mean, yeah. Amen. I I agree. It's definitely, uh, I agree with all that. Uh, going back to the Lucifer comment, uh, Aaron, the mm-hmm. book Shining the Light, they talk about, there's a whole segment on Lucifer, which I found really interesting, but yeah. uh, th- they talk about like in the early days when some of these, I, I guess, humans or whoever they were, um, when they would pray, it would actually be Lucifer that would come and answer their prayers, but they would, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be God. It was like this Orion group. It talks about like, this is all channel information, but it would be Lucifer that would come and and act as God and answer their prayers, but, and then bring them food and everything they needed. And in particular, this happened in like South Africa. But one of the things they said was what they were doing when they were answering the prayers and bringing these people food is they were putting like some sort of, uh, like the food had something in it that would basically allow them to track their bloodlines. So they knew which bloodlines and they were doing this to certain groups all over the world. And this was the origin of how they were tracking certain bloodlines. And this is how like certain religions were created and stuff based mm-hmm. on the food that they were giving the people at the time. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was just an interesting tidbit of information, whether it's true or not. I don't know. I mean, uh, channel That's information. Interesting. Right. Yeah, so when I, was getting into the religion aspect of it all i started very quickly seeing like 2008 2009 that it seems like the if the god in the old testament seems like that's what lucifer would do right yeah yeah he seems like a like a psychopath yeah right (laughs) like like the classic evil (laughs) psychopathic right so what i feel really happened and you know you know i'm just putting this out there but i've always wanted to do a presentation on it maybe one day i will is to prove that the God of the Bible was actually Lucifer. And it's not like it's a, a bad thing, it, but it goes into the Yahweh worship as well. If you look at, so we, uh, I don't know if you guys know Paul Wallace. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. I love Paul Wallace. Freaking He's amazing. I love Paul. Like I do a lot of things for them. So we did a presentation recently together and he was speaking about in 700 BC before that, like, you know, um, ancient Israelites, they weren't always monotheistic. It wasn't like they got created and they were monotheistic. They were a pagan society and they had all types of gods. Before 700 BCE, there was like hardly any, if not at all, monotheism on the planet. And even the ancient gods of um, Judea, you know, such as Yahweh, there was actually multiple deities and there were female ones and all types. And they all had places in the universe they were from. And one of them was Anshar. Anshar was the god from the Pleiades, and she was a female goddess from the Pleiades. In 700 BCE, there was a wiping out of the ancient Hebrew text, and all of the names of every single god changed to Yahweh. So all the the stories of every god became about one deity. So you have the good stories, the bad stories, and all this stuff. And I thought that was very interesting because 700 BCE is when the freaking Kali Yuga cycle started. The Mm. same time. It was like a shift in the age. And then also there was this monotheistic. And what they do is they take something very pure and beautiful and then they put their own agenda on it and they distort it, right? That happens with like all types of stuff, like woke culture and everything too. Right. So what they 
what they do is like it's beautiful to think that there's one source right yeah so they take this one god and make you believe it's one source but it's actually following a false god that is fragmented from what the original source really is but you think it's beautiful because why worship all these different gods there's only one way to heaven you know what i'm saying right well but then you you know this is an interesting topic for me because we're talking about like essentially modern man even with all religions right and this idea of god but there's evidence that there were civilizations that predated humanity by millions of years now at this point so it's Mm -hmm. like we're all caught up on these modern stories and trying to figure that out but like like what does that even have to do with what happened before then we have no idea the truth of the history of this planet you know we're we're just going we're just clinging on to some scraps that were handed to us just you know a couple thousand years ago Mm -hmm. it's it's really interesting like there was Whereas the millions of years of history before that, that, that there's evidence of, you know? So I think it's really interesting. Uh, And then there was, uh, I forgot what show it was, um, the Orville, where they go to this planet, they go to this planet that's more of a primitive civilization and Mm -hmm. they're, they believe in religions and they explain it all. They're like, oh, religions are something that we hand to all primitive uh, developing cultures is a, yeah. to help them as a stepping as a stone tool. as a tool yeah, yeah. it's like Definitely. almost it's almost like programmed into the, the evolution of that society it's like it serves it serves you until it doesn't anymore and then it right. has to be grown out of right well and then you look at the, the the heads of all these religions none of these heads like buddha jesus uh, moses ever uh, seemed to have wanted to create a religion but humanity yeah. ended up creating this whole ideology around them and these beings were just avatars in an age where we're such a, for lack of a better term, at a lower frequency or a more disharmonic frequency, that the only way to get truth was to go through certain avatars that were teaching you this wisdom. Right. And then, then you grow out of that, and then you get to a place where we are right now, where we realize that we have an innate truth, and now we have to listen to our own inner guru, right? But mm-hmm. we're in the in-between. We're in a state where we're releasing the idol worshiping that we've had. Right. In yes. order to realize that we have the innate truth within us. So mm-hmm. there's all this turbulence from us believing in power structures to starting to believe in ourselves. And of course, that there's going to be a little discomfort in that process. But the eventual goal is for us to be at a, such a level of inner peace and have done the inner work for us to be able to live in an anarchist kind of state where we don't need governments Mm-hmm. to dictate how we re, uh, you know operate because we have a inner truth within us that guides us right and and just to go back to finish what i was saying um about them like basically handing uh, primitive cultures religion and they asked the question why would you do that it, they even brought up the, the concept of free will and they said well this is one of the decisions that was made where uh, we were given permission to do so because when left alone, they would all kill each other and can't, and eat each other. Right. So th- this is the only way that they would develop and evolve is if you give them something uh, higher than them to believe in. Otherwise, they end up killing themselves, which is really interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> um, There's also an episode of uh, Star Trek Next Generation where they go to this planet and uh, they they like heal this guy. Picard is there. Uh, he starts like 
he's like oh the picard as if he's like god and he start they all start worshiping the picard right <laughs> mm-hmm. and and then they're like oh no what have we done and we like created a religion yeah and they try to like fix it and stuff but and uh that's the whole story that happened on earth in real life with the cargo cults yeah the cargo yeah. cults yeah it's the same thing they started worshiping planes and and yeah, the yeah. cargo and they would make models of planes as if it's like yeah you know what you're saying tyler like i trip out on that a lot is that you know we're barely scratching the surface about the existence of atlantis or whatever the civilization was called in the ancient times but there's enough evidence to suggest that there was some sort of global community going on and if we're going through these cycles of time that every single ancient culture pre like 3000 years ago pre 3 4 5000 years ago when there was the last great flood because there was a couple of floods there was one 5000 years ago there was one 13000 years ago and there was a huge reset of humanity and since that reset it's almost like people feel that we've been progressing linearly right mm-hmm. so because of that firm belief that we've been progressing linearly and these stories are myths not real truths right atlantis to the ancient people was a reality to you know and mm-hmm. so if that was only 13,000 years ago and if all these ancient civilizations you know kabbalistic texts india china mayans aztec that all say that we've been going through a 25 to 26,000 year cycle consistently and consistently and now mainstream science has now proven that every 13,000 years there seems to be a cataclysm on the planet and physics.org said that the earth is going through a pattern within our solar system that is attracting natural cataclysms every 13,000 years, right? They're even proving that. And we can only scratch the surface of 13,000 years ago. How many cycles have we gone through? How many 26,000 year cycles have there been? How many millions of years does it go back? And how many, maybe not even Homo sapiens, how many hominoid species has inhabited on this planet and have been completely lost to time? Right. Well, I mean, there's information coming out now um, that like the mountains, like Rocky Mountains and stuff, they were actually, they're not naturally created by tectonic plates or anything of that nature at all, but they're the foundation for extremely ancient structures and massive buildings that we can't even fathom from from a civilization that predates anything. And, you know, we got these, the Devil's Tower and these gigantic trees that were cut down and and things of that nature that's the type of civilization i'm talking about and i'm just like like who are those people you know right. that's like probably before atlantis and lemuria time that, that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at yeah like uh, we're talking about something so ancient but then again the same information is also saying that they never left like the atlanteans never left because they just shifted frequencies and time yeah. is time doesn't exist right so everything's happening now and they said the highway to different frequencies is through your heart. Like if you can drop into your heart, you can shift frequencies and visit those other realities. And it's completely not what we think it is. Like time is completely not what we think it is. And those ancient civilizations, they may still be right there just in another frequency. Right. Yeah. And that's right. what one of the senators, the senator from Wisconsin said on a podcast on YouTube recently when they said, um, what do you think these craft are? Going back to the UFO thing now. He said, I feel that they're either um, us from the future or a very ancient civilization that's been here longer than we have. Yeah. Yeah. I never (laughs) thought I would hear a a sitting senator say that. Right. (laughs) Right. That's amazing. (laughs) At some point, if if this stuff is true, like people are going to come to that conclusion. 
I mean, that's yeah. just bottom line, what's going to happen. Like, it's amazing right. that we hear other people talking about it, but what does that tell you? Like, there's something well, to it, right? Yeah. Well, and then when you actually study UFOs more than just the nuts and bolts and the recent history of it, like go all throughout ancient history. It's all, it's in all the ancient texts. It's in all, yeah. it's they, you know, in the Bible and the Vedas, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, the Greek, like it's in all the ancient texts. Right. Um, yeah, I just watched the video. Describe craft. They describe ET. They describe beings coming from the stars. You know, the Native Americans and the indigenous mm -hmm. tribes all have stories of that. There's rock carvings. There's petroglyphs. There's go down the list. Like, if you truly study everything ancient, basically, there that has a very long history. Yeah. It's it's in all of it. It's everywhere. <laughs> so it's like, to me, it's like, it's clear that we're not being taught any semblance of like a true history right. or truth of we're, we're taught this tiny little box. And then within that is a bunch of lies. So it's mm -hmm. like, until you break out of that, you're never going to, you know, if you're trying to stay within that box and find the truth, you're never going to find it. You're going to get there. You're going to keep right. spinning your wheels. And, and then, um, you know, like the, like the hardcore nuts and bolters that aren't spiritual at all, or that don't believe in a lot of this stuff there, there it's like the, all they care about is trying to prove that Roswell actually happened or like, that ufos are even real it's like yeah we know they're real like you just go out you can see them on your own you know do a c5 go to yeah. go to sedona or shasta or any of these places where there's tons of activity you can see them with your own eyes you know it's like yeah. okay the next question now we need to know who are they what are they where are they from you know can i connect with these beings start you know getting deeper with it and and here's the thing like we don't need disclosure coming from governments, really. We don't need someone else telling us what the truth is as, as an authority. We can be our own authority. We can we can connect on ourselves our own with these beings. And we can um, you know, we can we can figure this stuff out on our own, really. It's a matter of like people waking up to the fact that there is this control structure that they're living in that is does not have your best interest in heart to tell you truth or to, you know, to, to, uh, enlighten you it's there right. for, as a control structure. And there's, unfortunately, most people within governments are great people. They just, they don't realize the system they're in. They're trapped in a bad system. So right. it's really hard for tr any kind of true disclosure to come out in a system like that. Yeah. You know, and that's the main thing. Like, so we have that deep connection within ourselves. We, and that's what first contact is is, mm -hmm. you know, going within ourselves, you know, even Bashar had said, first contact is people are going to start channeling and have it in dream state. Yeah. So what is really happening, even when they say it's a threat, there's something out there, what the only thing they're doing, everything that the darkness does backfires. And what, yeah. what they're doing is they're just allowing people to now realize that we're not alone. That is the new foundation of the world. Okay. Yeah. So now when the most of the planet, which is out there, simple search, simple news show now, will allow you to have that thought when most of the planet has that as the as their norm right all the children being born into this new reality they're going to be raised knowing that we're not alone whether we have interaction with them or not okay that allows for people's consciousness and perspective to shift that now they're open to this communication so all they're really doing is allowing for the masses to just be accepting the fact that this is possible and then ultimately i feel that's what's going to happen they're going to we're going to start having more contact. People are going to start remembering, having memories, maybe mm -hmm. going to regressions, having 
these different lives come back to them and even start communicating with other aspects of themselves at the interdimensional versions of who they are. Yeah. I well said. I agree. Well said. It, it's you're right. Like being born, we were born into um, like you said, amnesia. Like these kids now, like they're they're coming in with memories. They're not only coming in with memories, but they're being born into a world where we're not alone. It's a mm-hmm. completely different script. Dude, deep, yeah, man. Like right. crazy. You know, yeah. one yeah. one of the um you know, you were Aaron, you were speaking about like the nuts and bolsters, and it it reminded me of uh, I'm not going to say his name, but one of the really prominent ufologists is straight up atheist, right? And yeah. I just feel like when you think about this and you think about the cosmos and these beings and other dimensions traveling interdimensionally, there's so much more involved in this. And, you know, to your yeah. other point about these native tribes, they not only talk about these beings like the Hopi and the Ant people and how when there was a cataclysm on Earth, the Ant people from under the Earth took them in to help them, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they don't just talk about these beings. They also talk about the planets they come from, right? Right. And so many times, so many times, like, because I did a whole present, I did a whole two-day conference on Pleiadians, right? So we did 22 hours of Pleiades information. Nice. And my presentation was straight up civilization, uh, culture after culture after culture, and this story is about the Pleiades, right? And, oh, my God, type in Pleiadian folklore and ancient scriptures and you'll go to wikipedia page with like two thousand ancient tribes and their stories on like Pleiades, wow. right and a lot of times these ancient images have female looking aliens and there's seven of them seven stars of the Pleiades, right, seven right? Yep. and even like the whole jesus thing not to continue to ramble but this is something i'm really excited about is like so we did um there's this woman called margaret rigoloso she is profound epic prolific one of the most amazing presenters and she does the um, immaculate conception presentations on poor extension and Pleiadian presentations and immaculate conception is the virgin births right yeah. being born to a virgin and she's been doing all this um research she got her phd in like greek studies and stuff and she found through her research that there was some sort of ancient priestess school in mystery school yep where they had these rituals to create um, virgin births. And what they would do is they would create these rituals and then they would pull in souls from the Pleiades, okay? And so what is the womb? The womb, if, if you believe in the soul and the soul is not in the woman until the baby is in there, the womb mm. is like a, is a white oh. hole or a black hole, a portal, right? Ah. For the soul to come into the baby. So they, they knew how to do certain things to the womb in order to make sure that the soul gets pulled in from a certain place in the universe, therefore bringing in the avatars they want to bring in. And Jesus's mother was a part of this mystery school, yeah. bringing in a soul from the Pleiades, right? So that's interesting. Uh, the the book, The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life. Have you read that book? Oh, I drove a little bit. Yeah. 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 Amazing um, and they, really they talk about the... Uh, Lemurian civilization and then what happened to them and the Atlantean civilization then going on to Egypt. But they talked about our group of people, I guess you could say mystery school, um, practicing immaculate conception, actually teaching their civilization how to do it. And they explained in the books like what they would do. They would they had like this island and they would they literally had a physical wall they built on the island and they'd separate the male and the female and they would do training exercises to get them to connect um 
like telepathically, but they were already telepathic. So they were connecting on a much deeper level, but they were trying to, they understood that immaculate conception was possible. Anyone can do it. And they were teaching that back then. And, and this book explains it in detail, how they were doing it. It's fascinating. That's very interesting. You yeah. know, um, even in Mormonism, Joseph Smith, right? By the way, I just went and saw the Book of Mormon, the te- the show, the theater show. You oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so freaking funny. But it? <laughs> it, it, it's like, so within it, it's like so crazy because the Mormonism stuff is all about ETs and, and seven dimensions. There's seventh heaven, seventh heaven, seven stars of the Pleiades, right. right? And then you got to inherit a planet and all this stuff. And Joseph Smith, he, the, the angel that visited him was the Mormon. I think it was the name was Mormon, the angel. And in his writings, he says it was this, it was an uh, angel from the Pleiades, from the Pleiades. Ah. And the there Book of go. Mormon is supposedly the third testament, the third book in the series, you know, the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Book of Mormon. So even within that, you know, this in these religions, there's a lot of truth, but it just gets distorted by the power but, structure. But then, of course, that, you know, because the Mormon religion structure is very corrupt you know at the yeah exactly top of the pyramid so i mean it's just not a religion yeah. but, you know. i mean so I know. this whole thing of um, the rogue pladians like back in the day I was, I was reading about that but there was um supposedly a lot of the elitists that came down to the planet were rogue pladians that were part of a war that happened in the constellation and they incarnated on earth and became like part of the elite structure that are doing like nefarious agendas and they would go to different planetary systems and they would give false information they, mm-hmm. they would basically basically give you like 60 percent truth with 40 percent disinfo kind yeah. of like what happens with our government you know yeah that's, right. how, to, to, that's how it works that's you. that's the way to do well, it it still happens it still happens today with channelers and people of that yeah. nature like you don't really know who you're connecting to and you don't know no. how much of it's actually true all the time that's why you just it's all with a grain of salt and if they've done that to other planets they, they clearly people came here right. And they were connect, you know, people who channeled Pleiadians. Who's to say that forty percent of that is misinfo? You never know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you then, can get all types of info from from the person you're channeling. They could say this is the reality. These are the beings that are out there. And then when you ask that person, like, how do you know it's true? That they, they have to just trust whoever's giving the the information. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And but like, I'm not saying that there aren't good channelers and, and things of that nature, but. It's just you have to consider that uh, when this information is coming yeah. from the other side, um, because a lot of it, then you you start realizing it actually has nothing to do with like the inner work and why we're here. It's all information that's uh, here to distract us, I think, on some level. Like we don't need to know all every little detail about every little war and everything that happened and all those mm-hmm. everything that may or may not even be true. Um, because it stops you from looking within and finding the answers for yourself. You know, you keep looking for someone else to tell you what happened. Yeah. Right. If you, if it's leading you to give your power away or to look externally only, right. Those are some yeah. red flags. Right. That's why the bigger picture is always important, you know, right? because like, you can get lost in the drama and you, my, one of the rules of discernment I use is, does it cultivate divide and conquer? Make mm-hmm. me like hate the other or does it bring me closer to a sense of unity and oneness? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Amen. Exactly. Amen. And with that, we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, thank you for joining us yeah. today. This was an incredible conversation. Is there any last words you'd like to leave us with before we go? Yeah. 
So we did speak about earlier before I got on the things I wanted to speak, um, talk about different topics. So I want to just tie them all in, right? Okay. So what I'm noticing right now is that there is a huge push because, you know, I, I spend around 75% of the content I consume is content I disagree with. Okay. So like, I'm always watching like debunking archeological videos, um, people that don't believe in ETs and UFOs, you know, uh, people that are politically corrupt. <laughs> like, like I yeah. watch that stuff because I, I genuinely want to see if there's any information that can deter me from my own beliefs. Right. And I watch like late night talk show hosts and I laugh at their information, even though I don't agree with anything they say, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but by doing this, what I'm and looking at what's happening on the mainstream right now with some of the biggest podcasts in the world, you know, Joe Rogan, Andrew Schultz, Jimmy Dore, and then a couple of other um, mainstream news outlets that are like almost mainstream, but they're actually subscription funded. So they don't, not as corrupt, right? Um, I'm seeing that there's this huge push. Those are what most people are watching, not the top of the stuff, not the bottom of the stuff. And there's all this information coming out about our true ancient history right now, right? Um, it's just, it seems like there's a whole rewriting and the regular uh, individual on the street that maybe are, isn't in the world that we're into is now being informed that there's a chance that there could have been a greater, more advanced or spiritually advanced civilization that existed on the planet, maybe multiple times. And the timeline of humanity is different than what we've been told. It's pushing out their hardcore. And then on top of that, we have this whole thing with UFOs, non-human intelligences, right? You spoke about NHI. In one of the WikiLeaks emails that came out in 2017, there was an email between Obama, Hillary, Edgar Mitchell, and they said, we need to have a conversation on Skype about the non-human intelligences in our solar system. It's a freaking email about that, right? Yeah. This information is coming out now. So in regards to ancient history, that's underway. Now, the fact that we're not alone, that's underway. But what that also ties into the not being alone types into the quantum reality of what nature is and what this reality is how we can manipulate this is this a simulation holographic universe even elon musk is saying we're in a simulation mm -hmm. you know believe what do you want about right. that guy but i'm just saying like even my dad is the talking about that now right so these mm -hmm. are the the three forefronts the nature of reality right consciousness ancient history knowing our true history the fact that we're not alone in the universe and the lastly but definitely not least is the exposure of the crazy lies that they've been telling us, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like just in the last few years, I mean, you guys, we're in, in in alignment with a lot of our beliefs. Like, I don't know if you've been following what's going on right now and to expose all the stuff and all the documents that are coming out, exposing what they've been doing to us over the last few years and longer than that. And more and more people are waking up to this. So we're at an age right now where we're in the in-between stage of a completely different reality. Okay. And oh, yeah. all that really matters is our perspective. Are you tied to your bank account? Are you tied to Wall Street? Are you tied to what you do as a job? Do you believe that your day-to-day -day life and existence is all of reality? Or are you open to a whole new paradigm where as long as you have your basic needs met, food, water, shelter, we can still create something new because a lot of those old systems are no longer going to aren't serving us anymore and are no longer going to be around, right? And we didn't even talk about AI, right? That's yeah. going to change a lot of things as well. So yeah. that's what I just want to leave you guys with. Like, it's just that I'm more probably more excited than I've ever been because I really do see just by observing what's going on out here that we're at a time where a lot of things are going to change and have no choice but to change in a very, very short period of time. Well said. 
Yes. Well said. I agree with that. And you're right. And it's all about perception and choosing the reality that you want to live and the future that you want to see because we create it. And that's, yep. that's hard to realize. And it's hard to go through your day-to-day life and remember that because we're constantly distracted by the 3D, you know, task and the things that just mundane shit that we have to do. But if you can yeah. stop every day and remind yourself that, you know, you're creating this reality, you're creating your good or bad day. Um, that's how, that's that's where it starts. Yeah. You have the ability to start over in any moment, recreate your reality. Right. Actually, I'll let's just start this share... episode over right now, actually. Yeah. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you also share about Portal to Ascension, where people can find out about. about yeah, yeah, please do. Please do. All right. So everybody, please do check out portaltoascension.org. As I said, we do like, you know, quite a lot of events a year on every topic we can do. We just did a, a two-day conference on Atlantis, 10 hours a day on Atlantis. We go really deep onto different topics. And um, so you can sign up there, portaltoascension.org, onto our email list, and then our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash portaltoascension, also on Instagram. And follow us. We've got a lot of amazing things happening. We started a tour company now, so we take groups of people to Egypt every year. We do a conference in the UK every year. We do a conference in San Diego every year. So hope to see some of you guys there. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's great. The tours, um, that's something I actually want to do. Um, maybe not uh, Egypt. I was thinking uh, East, Easter Island. I'd love to do an Easter Ooh, Island tour. I think, epic, I think that would be cool. And something actually in the cards we potentially could pull off, but it, uh, maybe if why not? Why, hey, maybe we could team up and create a tour together. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be totally. right. I actually just went to I just went to Egypt a few months ago. Uh, oh yeah, Carrie we'll Cassidy's. Uh, oh nice. Were there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. incredible. It would be the Portal to Truth tour or the Journey to Ascension tour. Portal to Truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. bro. That actually has uh, a Journey great to Ascension ring to it. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Th- hey, man. Let's collaborate. I think it would be awesome. But um. Guys, go check out um, his website. All the information will be in the description below. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. This yeah, was a lot of fun. And uh, thank you for everything that you do. And until next time, oh, guys, don't forget, um, if you want to see our documentary that comes out Sunday on our pre-release on our Patreon, it's only $5 to sign up for the Patreon. And a couple of weeks later, it'll be available to the public. But go sign up. It's really awesome. Talk about telling the new history and uh you know diving into the truth of what actually happened on this planet or potentially happened um we we did our due diligence here in the midwest anyway so we hope you enjoy it so have a great evening we love you and good night good night guys